Well, good Sunday morning. I'm Jaden Jefferson, and welcome to this week's Community Focus. Election Day is on Tuesday, and joining me right now is Dr. Melissa Miller, Professor of Political Science at BGSU. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jaden. Now, we are getting so close to Election Day, and it feels like this has just been a really, time has just, just flown by when it comes to Election Day. So last-minute expectations, what are you expecting voters to decide on Tuesday? Gosh, this is a hard election in which to make predictions, in part because the races either seem to be they're going to be a blowout, you know, because the Republicans got it in the bag or the Democratic has got has, Democrat has got it in the bag or it's too close to call. And we have a number of races that are too close to call. One of them is right here in the state of Ohio, the U.S. Senate race between Republican J.D. Vance and Democrat Tim Ryan. The rate, the Senate race in Georgia is too close to call. The Nevada race. I mean, we've got a lot of races and the implications, the stakes are so high because whichever party, um, you know, can, can win these toss up races, uh, the Democrats need to win two of them. Um, in my understanding, the Republicans need to win one of them. And, if if the Republicans win one of the toss up races in the U.S. Senate, they'll control the body, uh, the, that majority. And if the Democrats win two, they'll control it. So it's it's just it's probably going to be a nail biter. And the one other thing I'll say, we're probably not going to know the answer on election night in terms of who's taking control of the Senate. I think the House will be more, we'll, we'll have a pretty good indication of what's happening on Tuesday night about the House. And there are a couple big issues that candidates have been hammering this election season, inflation and abortion rights. Of course, Roe v. Wade was struck down. And then you have soaring inflation, which is something that you see more Republican candidates promoting and hammering, while Democrats have been focused on abortion rights. So what do you think of the two-party strategies during this election season? Will it help them out? Yes. Well, I think in terms of messaging, in terms of just having a very clear message that has been consistent throughout the campaign, the Republicans have done a good job at having one clear, consistent message. And it's about inflation, as you say. I would also add in there, it's about inflation, immigration, and crime. Those three issues. Even at, you can hear those issues, the refrain, uh, the Republican refrain here in our U.S. Senate race here in Ohio. And they've been very clear and consistent on those issues throughout. The Democrats um, have been very clear and consistent on um, needing to save uh, save democracy, quote unquote, save democracy, um, as well as uh, reproductive rights and abortion rights. Now, the issue is which issues do the voters care about more? That's what this is really going to come down to. Okay. And by the way, it's not that the Democrats haven't talked about the economy. They're not talking about inflation. It's just when you think of over the weeks long, what has been most consistent coming across all the Democratic campaigns, they've mostly been focusing on um uh, abortion rights uh, and and uh, the January 6th issues and those kinds of things that have cropped up since January 6th. Um, so the million dollar question is, what do voters care about more? Well, there's a there's a pretty clear response that we're getting from poll after poll after poll is that the economy slash inflation. So we kind of put those two together in one category is the number one issue for voters by a lot, by double digits. 
So that's going to give an advantage to the Republicans going into Tuesday. And what are some of the trends that you're noticing across the country when it comes to voters? I know Ohio really, what happens here in Ohio is kind of a model for across the country. So what other things have we seen across the country that we could be seeing here in Ohio on Tuesday? One thing we've seen is a lot of the states that have toss-up races, um, including Ohio, and so this is consistent, they are reporting record numbers of early voting record numbers, way surpassing the number of early votes cast, for instance, in the last midterm elections, which were in 2018. So we're already looking at what's going to likely be significantly higher turnout in Ohio and elsewhere than the last midterm election, 2018. Will it surpass the most recent presidential election? I doubt it. That would, my gosh, that would be a headline. Right. Because I don't expect that to happen. Turnout in presidential races is always higher because you've got that marquee race at the top of the ticket and presidential campaigns raise millions, you know, tens of millions of dollars. So there's a big mobilization effort that both sides can take. Um, There's also a big advertising effort that both sides can undertake when there's a presidential race on the ballot in a midterm turnout and interest is generally lower. But with inflation and abortion, those are definitely driving up interest this year. And could you see any major changes happening directly following Election Day? Because a lot of these candidates have big promises, but how soon could you see them happening? That's what is going to be a challenge, really, because it looks like no matter what, we'll have divided government. Okay, so right now we've been in a period of unified government with a Democrat in the White House, Democrats holding a majority in the U.S. House and and a bare majority, um, a very slim majority. It's really the 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 tie breaking vote that can be cast by Vice President Harris. So the Democrats, though, do have that advantage in the Senate. Of course, after the election, we will still have a Democrat in the White House. But it's very likely that the U.S. House of Representatives is going to flip to the Republican. All of the polls, all of the prognosticators, all of the forecasters are suggesting that the House will be in Republican control. It's the Senate that we're not really sure. It could go either way. Well, even if the Senate stays in Democratic control, you're still going to have divided government because the Republicans will control the House. Does that make sense? Why is that important? It's important because it's very difficult to get things done in a divided government. You're then having to have both parties work together to get anything passed because any bill, any budget, you know, any master plan to deal with the issues that Americans care about, save for inflation, I might add, that's that's a trickier one because that's something where the Federal Reserve has a lot of control over interest rates and that's something that Congress doesn't have any part of. Um, it's not that Congress, there isn't anything Congress can do, but the role then on on uh, inflation is going to be more limited for both the president and Congress. Um, but when you have one party controlling one chamber and the other controlling the other chamber and a different president from a different party, you have to have compromise. And sadly, the polarization in this country has made compromise very, very, very difficult because elected officials they don't want to compromise. If they do compromise with the other side, nasty negative ads get made about them, or they get a primary challenge the next time they run for a re-election. Um, there are a whole host of complex reasons, um, but there are a lot of reasons why 
we're going to be in a period of divided government almost no matter what. And it's going to be hard to take issue uh, or to take um, action, I should say, on the big issues facing the country. And I think division has definitely been a big theme these last couple of years, last few years when it comes to getting things done. So it's going to be a big election day on Tuesday, midterm elections. And again, that record voting, early voting that we're seeing, we're just going to have to wait and see what it's all going to mean. Dr. Melissa Miller, professor of political science at BGSU, thank you so much for your time.